Well, good afternoon or morning or evening, whatever time zone you're watching from. Uh, so glad to have you on. Uh, at this particular moment in time, this is PG. I'm the proud and privileged pastor of one church right here in Houston and Crosby, Texas. Um, we are a thriving, growing, uh, tight-knit group of people who just really love God. We love people. Uh, we learn the word and uh, we live well. And um, we, we decided to uh, just have this conversation uh, that we are entitling one love. And the reason we are entitling this conversation uh, one love is because uh, for the, from the inception of our ministry together, and by the way, those of you who are members and partners of One Church, uh, I want to say how much I love you and appreciate you for your consistency, for your faithfulness to the ministry, and for your love for me as your pastor. It means so much to me to our family and friends hey hello how you doing we love you uh, but I wanted to start this conversation off uh, or this series perhaps uh, called one love because since the inception of this ministry uh, I have been leading as a single pastor uh, and since since we will be legally married within a week or two uh, <laughs> I, um, I wanted to have a conversation with, with, uh, Naisha, um, because I think that we have a lot to, um, discuss, dive into, uh, pontificate, um, and share our hearts on, uh, where, where, uh, where it concerns ministry, uh, and love and kind of like the intersection, uh, therein. And um, our personal relationship, we have been through quite a lot, even even up to this week. And so um, I guess we're just here to talk about our whys, uh, what it means to each of us to um, to be a first lady. And uh, we're, we're just going to have fun. This is a totally unscripted, unplanned uh, conversation. We were just kind of hanging out today and I was like, hey, let's just do this and kind of um, share with the church and those who support us from around the world uh, what this means to us. So even if our verbiage is not totally perfect, it's because it wasn't totally planned, but uh, your grace uh, is asked as we dive into this conversation. So I'll let Naisha have some opening remarks or words or whatever the case is and then we'll just kind of free flow this conversation for for a little minute hey y'all how y'all doing hey y'all hey. i don't have anything else to say but hey y'all just hey just hey okay so let's start here um we met last year yeah and it was not expected we weren't quite looking for one another but we became the best of friends. Um, but both of us, um, if I can say, coming out of, and not just um, in the realm of relationships, but just life in general, we've both had some pretty traumatic experiences where it, when it comes to the heart or the mind uh, or health or mental health and, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff, um, our paths of trajectory have led us into a colliding moment and so what does it mean to you 
I know I'm putting you on the spot, but what does it mean to you, um, kind of like when we preached about on Sunday, where we don't bring old baggage or old habits or old behaviors into a new season? What does that mean to you? So, I'll tell our business. I think I was more set free okay. than um, PG was because I... I was divorced longer. Um, so although when he came around, I was healing. Um, I wasn't completely healed, but I was healing. I think when he came around, it was the beginning for him. Um, his life was fresh. Things were just happening for him. And so I had to have grace. Um, we knew we wanted to be together. It was just so tough. Um, because where I had already been, he was just coming into. I think that's the hardest part of our relationship was just getting on the same page and um, me understanding that just because I've already been through it, um, it doesn't mean that I can rush him going through it. Mm. Say that one more again. I don't, I don't. <laughs> okay, so... Um... I I think that's really, really good and really key because oftentimes society places that responsibility on women. You know, that it's their responsibility to baby the man through uh, his uh, previous experiences and, and the trauma um, that derives from that. I think society also places the the stigma on women that women are the more battered or the more bruised or the more torn uh, when it comes to uh, addressing uh, relational trauma. And um, that wasn't the case for us. As she said, um, I was freshly single, whereas she had kind of already lived her single girl life. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And uh, <laughs> that's so Amen. funny. Amen. Well, is that okay to say? Yes. Okay. Amen. So, so now... Um, uh, we organized because you. Know, I like to say October. We organized in October. We stated organized. we so Baptist, but we stated our. I stated my intention to form a new ministry uh, in October of 2022. Uh, we be, we became um, consistent January 8th of 2023, of which you were at the first service, mm -hmm. um, and you championed. Um, this church the entire way, whether it was, um, I guess more recently from the forefront, but even back then you championed the ministry from behind the scenes. And so where, I mean, from setup to clean up to charcuterie to, you know, things like that, um, that, that meant a lot to me and, um, always being the most hyped, the most loud person in the room when I stand to deliver, of the word of God. It means everything to me. And so um, we are, we haven't really discussed it a lot, but we are a ministry that does affirm women in ministry. And so uh, Naisha, prior to um, meeting me or prior to one church, already has a significant amount of ministry experience and not just in the pulpit, but in the creative space, in the administration space, in the business space, and otherwise. And um, I, 
I think that she has a lot to bring to the table uh, when it comes to the leadership of one church and its future. Uh, but the thing that people don't really discuss um, where, where, where we're leading to in this conversation is this role of the first lady because our, the churches that we come from, the first lady wore the white gloves and the big hat and the houndstooth suits, you know, and the pumps and, and that sort of thing. And I know you like, you like ones, you know, and, and um, shackets around your hip and, and a cap. And, mm -hmm. you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so we know that the term first lady is not so biblical or whatever the case is. So what does it mean to you uh, when you think of first lady in the 21st and 22nd century uh, from your personal perspective and preference and, and especially in the context of one church? So I think that the church in general um, we battle this thing of what does a first lady look like? I don't feel like there's a look. Um, I feel like there is an anointing. I feel like there's a mantle, um, but it's not a closed situation. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, I guess it matters what you look like on the outside, um, but your heart, um, your heart posture has to be for the church, for the pastor. I, I walked in with this saying that, um, I'm here for my future husband. That is what I'm here for. What he needs, I'm here for that. And um, I'm not the person that gets so caught up in the church. Um, I told him from the beginning, just call me Naisha. You don't have to call me first lady anything. I'm Naisha. I'm, I'm Courtney's future wife. Um, for a week or so. I'm Courtney's future wife. <laughs> Until probably next week. But um, that's what I'm there for. And I, I pick up the slack. Whatever we need, I'm down for that. Um, if I don't know how to do something, I'll learn how to do something. I'll figure it out. My, um, when I came around, before we decided we were going to be a this thing, um, my heart was I just want him to win. Whatever that looked like for him, I wanted him to win. And so just waiting on him to win, we just so happened to become this thing. And so my goal was never to be the first lady of um, one church. My goal was to be Courtney's forever lady for everything. You, you, are, you are so church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unapologetically. Okay, so the goal wasn't first lady for anything church related, but it was to be Courtney's forever lady. Mm -hmm. So... I, um, I'm not sure if I even use these words in private, so I guess I can just disclose it now um, because I know that during our time of courtship or dating, whatever you want to call it, that we've had significant conversation about a look and the clothes and the hair and all the what you call superficial, you know, those things. Um, you. But, <laughs> you had. Well, here's my thing now. And I'm not just saying it for the camera, but I, I need you to be as comfortable as possible so that you can thrive. Because where, where you thrive, I can thrive. Because I know that you're, in your thriving, you will undergird um, any and everything concerning this ministry. 
And so it is important to me that you thrive. And so I don't necessarily need you in a certain look or to have a certain behavior or anything like that. I just want you to be your best self, whatever's most natural to you, because whatever is natural to you has always been an encouragement to me. That's dope, ain't it? That's dope. Bars. Okay. So, um, one church. Um, I get this is not really a formal introduction, but uh, because all of you have seen Naisha or know Naisha, and even our our closely knit or tight group of people have been very very supportive of this transition uh, to husband and wife and to pastor and first lady. Um, I will say for me personally, uh, pastoring a church without a wife is not always the most uh, comfortable thing. I remember um, um, a particular, uh, an older, a seasoned, a seasoned woman of God uh, back in the Baytown days, she um, she uh, pulled me to the side and, was, and she was like, you know, pastor, you know, we don't care about your clothes. We know you're young. We know you got your hat. We know you got your fancy glasses. But she made a comment about me being unmarried. Did I tell you that story? No. Yeah. And so um, that I feel like things like that um, have bothered me in times past, but I didn't, I never wanted to rush um, towards this decision because of comments like that. I want, because I, I had done it before, um, I wanted to make sure that whatever reason I decide to do it is because I want to do it and not because church says you have to do it, right. you know? Um, and so one church, thank you so much for your love, for receiving uh, Naisha. Um, I think a lot of y'all owe us dinner um, f- from from our engagement. Y'all owe us dinner, so take us to dinner, okay? I like to eat, and she likes to eat, and we gonna eat together, you know, and that sort of thing. And so, <laughs> and like so say it again. We like to eat. And so, uh, we're actually hungry now. Um, right now, I'm so hungry. I feel fried chicken in my shando, okay, with asparagus and some potatoes from from the Payless supermarket uh, in the hood. Where you pay more. Where you right? They should call it pay more. Pay more. Um, so. We've been through a lot in our relationship. Um, as I said earlier in this video, even up until this week, we've been through a lot in our relationship. Um, one may describe this past weekend as a near-death experience. Um, I'm grateful to God that I'm alive. I'm okay. For those who know what I'm referencing, everything is okay. Everybody is okay. Material stuff can be replaced, and, but a life, a life cannot. You know. So we thank God. Um, because it's cliche, but it's my truth. It could have been worse, you know. So, but with that being said, we have been through a lot of challenges and transitions, uh, and we've even decided to end the relationship a number of times. And for whatever reason, we <laughs> we didn't, we couldn't, you know. Uh, we just made our way back to each other. Whether it was just to, <sighs> we found sometimes that if you just keep talking long enough. Yeah you'll eventually, you know, get, you'll either A, get to the heart of the matter, and or B, you'll come to an agreement. I remember one of our uh, recent uh, heated disagreements. You better tell our business. 
I remember one of our, our recent, what's the arm? I remember one of our recent heated uh, conversations. Um, we just kind of kept going back and forth for about a day and a half until you said something that I felt was okay. That is the heart of this matter. The, this particular set of words was not spoken or said for 30 hours. And then when you say these particular words, something in, in my spirit said, okay, that is, you know, the real issue, whether it could be um, feeling ignored or, or heartbreak or, you know, something like that. Um, and because people are people and we have human moments, I, we've both said and done things in our relationship that weren't always the best, you know, um, because we're learning and we're growing and we're people. And... If you know Naisha, you know Naisha is incredibly extra. If you know PG, you know PG is incredibly extra. So we're two, <laughs> we are two extra people, you know, coming into a relationship where God is testing our humility. And God is testing our selflessness. And God is testing our conflict resolution. You know, and I feel like I'm doing the bulk of the talking here, but if you could give anybody one piece of advice on conflict resolution with their significant other, what would it be? You got to understand, um, your point doesn't have to be loud. You don't have to win them all. You don't have to catch them all. Say it again. You don't have to win them all and you don't have to catch them all. It's not a Pokemon game. Um, and that's just it. it. I mean, even now, I'm learning. Um, I don't have to be right. He doesn't have to be right. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong. It just means we can disagree, and that's okay. Um, there are some arguments we have that we'll probably never agree on, and that's okay. Life goes on, um, and he won't agree with every point. I think the... The most important thing is to find common ground. I think for us is love. Um, so even when we disagree, um, when I don't agree with what he say, when I don't, most times I don't want to hear what he has to say. All right. There's the truth. Um, there's a lot of things he say. He's probably correct. Um, the hardest thing for me is he is my pastor. And so even when I don't agree with my fiance, for a week and some change. For a week and some change. My pastor Sonar. says some things, and um, I can agree with that. And so I think even when things are in disarray, you have to come back to a common place, and the common place has to always be love. One thing that we talked about, um, maybe not so much recently, but uh, maybe when we first started discovering that there is love here and it's not just a friendship, uh, but that we love each other, I think one thing that we began to discuss is this idea that I choose peace more than I choose to prove my point. Yeah. Because when you choose peace, um, everybody wins except your flesh. Did y'all hear what I just that said? Is good to me, Courtney. And not when even playing. Mm, when you choose peace, everybody wins except 
your arrogance and your selfishness and your pride and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Everything that ain't of God, when you choose peace, it has to die. And so um, that would be mine, that when you are intentionally, um, fellas, when you're intentionally in pursuit, in your pursuit, you got to choose peace. You ain't got to, you ain't got to chest up and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, because sometimes the leadership is, is quiet because it's an example. It's not always conversation. It's, it's, it's choosing to, um, it's choosing one another's best good above your own. And so Naisha, um, and her well-being is my priority. And I believe that I am hers. And, um, you know, so we can probably end it there and maybe come back for a part two because I'm incredibly hungry. But, but um, as we said, this was not planned. We just wanted to kind of create some content um, just on the fly uh, as I uh, begin to um, incorporate and introduce Naisha into our ministry as the leading uh, lady of our church. And uh, I know that that is a big role. It's a big responsibility. I know your mom is going to have a, f uh, a field day with this video. Uh, and we love Mama T. Love you. Shout out Mama Tracy. Shout out Bishop Elder Dalco and uh, the whole Dalco clan. I love all of you. Thank you so much for receiving and accepting me because I'm sure this is going to reach them at some point in the next day or two. Uh, but to the church at large and um, our industries at large, the property management industry, uh, the music industry on my end, and in, in the church world, you know, where we are combined. Thank you so much for your prayers. Um, you know our journeys and our routes, and it hasn't been easy, but look what the Lord has done. Um, and I don't say that to be churchy. I say that because I mean it, you know, but I mean it. Look what God has done. It's It's incredible to see. Um, how in time God can um, restore to you everything that you lost. Um, I'll land with this, that we preached one Sunday from Mark chapter 3 talking about the man with a withered hand. And um, I believe it was verse 5 that said that his hand was restored as whole as the other. The point that we made uh, in that sermon presentation was that this time when God puts his hand on you, when God puts his hand on it, or when you have an encounter with the Lord this time, it'll be restored so much so that you will feel like you never lost anything in the first place. And so that's the season that uh, we are living in. Um, that's the season that we are coming into and not just, not just uh, relationally, but otherwise in the different um, faculties and departments of our life and I'm super grateful that Naisha decided to uh, be on this journey with me and uh, I'll let Naisha sit, give her last words and then we'll just say bye thank everybody who um, thank you One Church for letting me be myself I know it's a little weird things just happen kind of weird <laughs> But thank you for allowing me to be myself. Um, thank you that I don't have to wear a, a big church hat and a whole bunch of clothes that I am not used to or I don't want to. Um, so I appreciate y'all for loving me for me. 
Um, that's it. I'm just, I just want to be myself. Amen. Amen. Is that all? Also, I love you. Oh, I love you too. That's good. So thanks for loving me. Yes, Forever. Forever. Okay. okay. Um, Houston, y'all know what we do. Let's get ready to church hard on Sunday. Crosby, look for an update or a text message or something from our church. Thank you so much once again for your prayers. Um, I keep apologizing that this video is so low-key or so like not super produced but we just wanted to come in our real selves and our real clothes and our real behaviors not not totally spruced up just the real us just to say no we we she said no makeup just to say we love y'all thank you for rocking with us um as we rock with you and let's continue to build something that matters in jesus name all right y'all Mm, all right. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all. Peace, y'all.